0: Hey, hey, hey! It's me, Katie, here. Grab a notebook and a cuppa and join me in the Sociology Staff Room.
1: Hello and welcome to the Sociology Staff Room with me, Duncan Hall, today. And the reason why I'm presenting is because I'm joined by our usual host as our guest today, Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you doing?
0: Hello. How
1: are you? I'm well, yeah, very well. How are you?
0: Yeah, it's half term for me, so oh, very um, good. yeah, we're good. That's that's nice. Yeah.
1: So um, we are talking today about lecturing less. Yeah, doing less lecturing. Um, and I thought, you know, maybe an interesting starting point is why. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, i just think yeah, you know, you're, you're very knowledgeable sociologist. We've just been uh, talking about sociology before we pressed record. All sorts of things. You know, the students would benefit. Greatly from your wisdom, so uh, why why lecture less? What's what's wrong with you know telling them stuff? <laughs> I know, I <laughs> yeah, know you no, will, I be- know you <laughs> will tell them stuff. But you know what? What's the, yeah. what's the problem with lecturing?
0: I mean, it's a good, interesting question mm. because I think there's been a sort of debate around that, hasn't there, recently mm. around. Sort of, um, I know that sort of Rosenthal, uh, Rosenthal, not Rosenthal, sorry, Rosenthal Shine, going thinking yes. of, uh, <laughs> of my social media, Rosenthal talking about sort of that idea of modelling and then students mm. doing something and that there should be a bit more structure to the lesson. I think there's a couple of reasons. I think I think there's an element of teacher talk in order to introduce the subject and mm-hmm. I think there's sort of, that's still quite popular and quite fashionable within education at the moment um so i definitely think there's a place for it it's not to say there isn't um but i think for for something like sociology where their critical thinking is such a skill um Mm. that ultimately there's a couple of reasons one it's not helpful for the students because obviously they need to digest that information for themselves and again i think there's some research out there that if you can teach it yourself i.e the students becoming the teacher you understand that more um so if you're sort of Reframe the stuff that you've learned into the language of a ten-year-old and and teach it to someone else. Um, that synthesising to that level, um that simplifying down, actually helps you to process the information. So yeah, if it's yeah. the teacher doing that and not the student, then ultimately the learning sits with the teacher. Um, secondly, it's going to be for me. I think although I love talking, I think just potentially <laughs> the risk of of being a bit boring. Like I, yeah. I always think to myself whenever I'm. In a sort of, I don't know, any sort of training myself, and I'm a passive learner. There, I, I sort of do just turn, switch off, and even if it's something I'm really engaged with, so I feel maybe there's an element of of the risk of of boring stu- students, uh, but that might be just more about me than anything. Um, and then the third thing I think is that idea of um, just getting through the material. I think it slows the material down, the content of sociology, if it sits with one person who is his lecturing and giving information because ultimately, you're sort of concentrating there on potentially just the AO one maybe some a two, yeah. very li- limited high order thinking skills um, mm. because they're not having those discussions, those debates. So I suppose there's, it's sort of triple reasons. There's not saying yeah. don't lecture. And also no. I know that when we go to university or students go to university, there's yeah. gonna be an element of that. Although I know that universities are te- changing the way they teach yeah. now as a result, um, but yeah those are probably the three reasons why I would say litch less and they're not particularly
1: any order. no I mean just picking up uh, a few of those so there's the idea that um you know students get more out of discovering it for themselves or finding finding these things out they'll remember it better and they'll understand it better and I like the idea of them them synthesizing it them explaining it rather than it being explained to them a less passive audience um I think that what you said about the fact that you, you would find it boring as a student's an interesting one, because I guess you get, a, you know, and it's not fashionable to talk about teaching, st- learning styles anymore, is it? But it's, you know, you will get a variety of students, and it's not whether they're kinesthetic or all that, that kind of thing, but some like to do, <laughs> and, uh, and some quite like to take a more passive role. Now you want to try and get them out of, I think, you know, one of the things that we used to not do really was we used to try and sort of, oh, let's... Yeah, you know, let's work with this limitation. And really, if someone's passive, you want them to be more active and things like that. But at the same time, yeah, you, know, you don't want people to be uncomfortable in lessons. So you know, you do kind of. I guess that's why there should be some variety and some of the time, you know, you do give them stuff and you do, you know, some of them will want to listen to your voice and some of them won't, <laughs> and that's that's just that's just normal, isn't it? I think. Um, there was there used to be a statistic that. Uh, people used to give, I can't remember, you know, on PGCs and stuff about what percentage of the uh, what what percentage of the lesson should be um the teacher doing or the teacher speaking, you know, if you speak for more than well, I can't remember what it was, you know, you do it. I doing think it's wrong. twenty
0: eighty, but I might also be just looking yeah. it up completely. No, yeah, it was so. it was
1: something like that. It always used to feel you know possibly you know, from certainly from my style at the time, it always used to feel like slightly skewed. Uh I was thinking, I'm not sure I can I don't know can I do this can I make it like that um and I think that so that's a good place to go to next then really is if you're a teacher who tends to do more talking from the front um and quite likes doing it um you know what how can you kind of stop yourself from doing that I guess some of the reasons why people do apart from just like inside their own voice or whatever or just being really interested in the stuff and say you want to tell them about it because you're really interested about it but i guess another couple of other reasons are one is people teachers and i remember being like this myself and i'm sure we all have this thing is is we need to cover everything and we have this sort of fear that if we've not told them it then they haven't they haven't done it, they haven't covered it if we've if you know if there hasn't been a point where I've put this in a handout or I've said this or we've written it on the board, then that is a gap in their in their knowledge or potential gap, and I'll worry about it if that question comes up on the exam or whatever I think there's that sort of worry about handing things over more to the students um and yeah, so I think that that's probably part of it, and then I suspect also people worry a little that um that it takes more planning and preparation to have a more active classroom and that if you know your stuff and you know it really well then the lecturing style can be quite easy because <laughs> you can <laughs> you can just go in and and, and do it and, and, and as long as you're not being observed and being uh, you know <laughs> but I think that probably is in in people's minds a little bit isn't it that they can I could you know I could go in and do 40 minutes on Marxism without a lesson plan, you know, <laughs> I could yeah, couldn't do, you know, and <laughs> and they'd get a lot out of it as long as they weren't too bored. yeah, <laughs> you know, but so so I think there's that, there, there are those concerns out there from a teacher's point of view, I don't mean me really, but you know, I think that would be two of the sort of things that would be on people's minds when they're thinking about how, how can I try and get myself to be talking for less in the lesson, would, would you agree And and what can you do?
0: To. Well, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, so sort if of answered the question now, I would, I mean, if that was the situation, I'd always ask if I, let me say, if I was working with someone that wanted mm. to talk, talk less within the lesson or be less electric style, is ask mm. them what the reasons why behind mm. that. I think that's really important, that reflection point, because mm. if you don't know the reason why, then how can then you change that? So it's like, it's going to be a slight different thing you've got to do as a result. So if it is because you, it's about control and making sure students, then mm. there might be a conversation about, why is that? What do you think is worse is going to happen? You know, who's where the load So sort of working back from that, or if it's because I don't know, maybe because it's easier to do. Um, why do you want to make it easy? Like, who's it easy for? Who's in that? So I think you've got to find out the root of that if you're willing to yeah. sort of address that yeah. because then you can put the right strategies in place. Um, I think I think there's also different periods in the year which I think has a risk. Of getting into teacher talk a little bit more or lecturing style. Mm. Um, I think sometimes at the beginning of year 12, when you've got a new cohort of students and you sort of want them, you don't want them getting so far. And we've talked about this before, mm. when we've looked at Marxism, Is getting sort yeah. of into October and they you know, think yeah. Marxism is a good thing, um, uh, as in they think the same as Mar- Marxist, Marxists yeah.
1: think that capitalism is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: so there is going to be an element of teacher talk at that point because you don't want them to get into mm. another month, a couple of months, where you might have to. just So there's points when you have to sort of rein it in in that respect. Mm. And also, I think sometimes at the this time of the year where you might be looking at your scheme of work and thinking, "Oh my goodness, I've got yeah maybe one two months left, I and I got, I need yeah. I've still got theory methods to do, uh, structure versus action. I'm just gonna." just lecture yeah. through all of that so there's I suppose it's just reflecting on thinking about the why um mm. and then once you know that then obviously you can act upon that
1: yeah I suspect yeah. and I might be wrong I suspect a lot of teachers um like the idea of having lessons that are more student focused and more activity led um and, and I know we've talked about flipped learning before but I think this probably comes into this as well but I think I think um one of the things that teachers worry about with it is it's like you can't really do activities with stuff until they till they know it like you were saying you, you know you might need to do more at certain times of the year and so I think probably teachers will get into quite you know towards the end of a topic or towards the end of the term they'll do quite a lot of activities maybe at revision time they'll do quite a lot of activities but kind of fall into more teacher led stuff when when you're covering new material because Let's feel well, you know. I, uh, if I do more activity-based, they don't know this stuff. Um And just sort of parking that to one side, I suppose the other cons. But come back to it. But I think the other concern that teachers might sometimes have is they might feel that they're sort of doing activities almost for activities' sake, kind of ed- edutainment. It's it's just you know what's what what you actually you know if you decide to uh, do. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, you know, I don't know, doing crime and deviance, you decide to do a, a kind of mock courtroom in your, in your class, and you know, you're going to be the judge, you're going to be the jury, and we're going to discuss these cases or whatever. And you might afterwards reflect and think the actual sociology content they've got from that we could have probably covered in about three minutes (laughs) or five minutes in the lesson and you know i'm going to run out of time at the end so 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 although you know so so although you were saying that lecturing can take up a lot of time obviously alternatives to lecturing can also be very time consuming as well sometimes um so yeah those are two two things to to think about
0: yeah, oh, thinking. definitely. I think, I think. well, my thought is, is always... Is, I can't even find to the question why. I think it's because I <laughs> read Simon Sinek or something like that. There's a book yeah, where yeah. I sort of know your why. But um, I think, again, it's who's it for? Like, if you're doing it for... There might be a value of, edu- like, edutainment, like, in the sense of just to sort of... If there's a... I don't know if you feel there's a sense of a, a slump in the, the learning yeah. and the motivation, then there might be... Uh, a need to do that just to get students mm. to back and engaged i mm. suppose but obviously if it's purely that day after day a day in this lesson at the end no. then it's thinking well, what's, what's the why where's my value added um mm. you know is it am i getting much sociology in there um and you know as much as it might be nice to do certain activities um is it actually slowing the learning and the progress of those students and the engagement mm. into the lesson so i suppose like you said it's that balancing act yeah. and there is times for that um and some great activities that that the teachers do mm-hmm. um but ultimately it's suppose it's knowing what the purpose of that might be mm-hmm. um and how long you do that for so I, I i mean i did something the other day i just i suppose again it's, it's where you feel in your teaching career and where your relationships i might come back to the moment with, mm-hmm. with your students um and i and i was gonna we were gonna look at focus groups so I sort of thought about it as I walked into the lesson and I thought, yeah, we could look at, you know, they already know what focus group is. That's their A1 given to them. They're going to evaluate it, you know, strengths and weaknesses or advantages and disadvantages. But then what I thought is, do you know what? Everyone feels a bit pumped today. Everyone's like up for it sort of thing. So I sort of got them to act. I I didn't Mm -hmm. tell the observers that we've got six observers outside. And then when they were standing outside, I just said, not observers, but uh, interviewers, and Mm -hmm. said, right, you're going to be lads. Um... And you're gonna. Co- they don't know that when they come in with their set questions. Is you're gonna act so like get into right. the zone like. Yeah, da, yeah. Da, da. But again, it's keeping that quite short. So that was they only acted like mm. lads for, or mm. when well, lads for for five minutes. Yeah. Um. To get the challenges of how it might be difficult to interview that group of people and thinking about that sort of methods in context as well. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. So I suppose it's just it's that balance. That's the point of the example. Was and say like. It was, a, it was a bit of fun, they enjoyed it, they'll probably remember that because they, they, yeah. they got into character and mm. you know had their feet up on the desk yeah. and whatnot. Um, but it's knowing that actually, mm. we're only going to do that for five minutes. So I suppose it's putting yeah. time constraints on activities like mm. that. Although they're fun, you could do yeah. it for a bit longer, which would be more entertaining, but has all the learning been happened within those five minutes? Yeah. Probably yes you don't even yeah. need to do it for 10 minutes so that
1: was just an example no. really no no i mean it's good it's it's a good one isn't it because you get there's there's educational value in it you know you could teach them lists of strengths and limitations of mm. methods but that isn't actually what they need to do in the exam is it and not what they need to do in life or you know if they go on to do sociology at university or whatever it's not remember lists. um and so you know if for example the methods in context if they're thinking about is this a good method to use in that context you know, remembering what it was like trying to do it with this particular group of people, even though they were they were they were playing the part or whatever. Yeah. You know, is is um application, isn't it? And that's, you know, a really key skill that they have to learn. And I think that's I can't remember if I mentioned that at the start, but I think that was another key point you made at, at the start, is that AO one is, you know, only part of the of the picture. And when we think about lecturing I mean obviously if you teaching them stuff you're not just telling them facts you know you will be thinking about oh and well, this is they these people argue with these and these things but that's you know that you know the important thing is them doing it isn't it rather than the teacher team. so you know primarily from a sort of chalk and talk bit they're mainly getting the you know lists facts things in their notes that they can find again later and you know it's it's less than half what they need you know they need to apply they need to analyze and evaluate yeah so it is important I feel like you know sometimes when we have these discussions I kind of go into a kind of devil's advocate thing and I, I, why I, not I, go for devil's yeah, advocate yeah yeah but I, I, I you know, worry that people think that my teaching style just stand at a lectern talking for talking for 40 minutes or whatever which obviously obviously is not the case but um, yeah what when can lecturing work then because you know there are teachers out there who like to talk to their students. When when can it be effective?
0: Um, I suppose it gets, it's always put the students first. So I suppose I suppose the argument is like I said earlier. There's going to be points when, like I said, if there is misconceptions in learning, you will have to mm-hmm. say, look, like, you know, I need to I need to sort of do a bit of talking here. It might be sort of change a belief that was incorrect to begin with, mm. and just make that clear. You might have to say it a couple of times and revisit it through a value like, um, a revision activity, or for an assessment, if it, it's quite embedded and you've got to undo, um, it might be when you're doing a waggle So, like, you know, what,
1: what is a, you, a waggle I know. KT? you're going to say that.
0: Um, <laughs> you know, when you're modelling an answer, you, there might be a bit of. You Wait, why is it called a that? waggle Why is it called a I waggle know, I just got is a what is a, a what a good one looks like? I think. All right. right yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But basically, a modelled answer. So yeah, yeah. you might have you might model it and then obviously the students then um do it themselves and then you share what the students do with the class etc etc so there might be a bit of that but particularly as well where you're i don't know modeling a new question that hasn't been answered before um so like for example you're looking at sort of an ethics in context or you're looking at i don't know first time you come across the 10 markers without the items and so on and so on or you notice in assessment the the four markers or six markers are written quite lengthy so you might there might be a bit of teacher mm. talk there and then you throw it over to the students um so that's maybe when you're introducing a new activity um there's obviously going to be and also there's going to be some students like you said that really enjoy it that mm. type of learning but then I suppose the question is to go back to the why why do they enjoy that style of learning is it because they generally learn better like that and
1: some or will. is it some do, or yeah.
0: well, some will um yeah. or is it because it's it might be their why it is they might be unsure about their own yeah. self esteem around that, or, or, or it is
1: yeah, or it's just easier, isn't it? You know, it's easy, easier. Yeah. It, it's easier to sit and be told stuff than yeah, <laughs> than, or it, than, yeah. And so yeah.
0: actually, yeah. or they're worried that they don't that around themselves. They're worried about getting it wrong, so they mm. think, well, actually, if I if I listen to the teacher, I write it all down. I won't get this wrong. And so it's their own sort of self-release. So there's, again, I think it's looking at two ways.
1: And that's mirroring the teacher concern about Mm. have I covered everything? I think there is also a pupil concern, student concern. Have I been told everything? (laughs) Have Mm. I been told everything? The the two concerns probably exist. And parents sometimes as well. It's like, oh, have you covered everything? I think you, you see that in both. So if a teacher's wanting to try and do less talking from the front, and obviously the nature of this is that every lesson will be quite different or you hope so they're not all going to look you know be the same sort of activities but what might uh, a less teacher focused lesson look like what you know let's say it's 35 40 minutes what what would happen in those 30 45 35 40 minutes um yeah yeah yeah. I,
0: mean, I think we talked about it already. I think you said flip learning is, is one of those things mm-hmm. um, that do help with those structures, those lessons. I think before we start, it's just thinking about your cohort of students. I think if you're in a situation where you've got, say, four classes, it might be a case that you try it out with the students that you've got the better professional working relationship that you can take those risks with. Um, and it might not be the case that you do it for 30, 40 minutes. If you've gone from very much a PowerPoint that's loaded with information mm. and you're talking at the front, you're not going to go from that to a fully student-led interactive lesson like within the next lesson. So it's, sometimes it's just going to be baby steps, like looking at for, five, ten minutes of your lesson and growing it up that way. Um, so, yes, I would say flip learning. Um, and when and I know you said before the risk is the students don't do that. Yeah. So then you come in with, with worry, without isn't? that information, yeah. and that is a worry. Yeah. I think you're going to have to stick with that, and I think it's making sure that the it's meaningful so the students know they're going to use it next lessons so they're more likely to do that. Um, if they're not going to do the flip learning, like I said already, is giving as much of the a one to begin with so they're actually doing something in the lesson. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're going back to methods for argument's sake, um, if you want them to think about the strengths and weaknesses, it's ensuring that you've already told them what those methods include and maybe a vocab list or, potential strengths and weaknesses so they've got that to draw upon so some teachers do word maps some people might have glossary words in there that they can use already so they're sort of loaded with as much of the the ao one the knowledge they can do the analysis the application in place so mm-hmm. i think it's it's structuring it that way so that you're prepared for the lessons in in advance um so for example i've just got one off the top of my head that i might think of i've mentioned the one with the, the lads I did yeah. um, or you could do but you could also do something that's just really small so it could be um, you could do look at conclusions for argument's sake um, of an essay um, mm-hmm. and you can plan that as a whole class so there's an limit to teach led but there's some front back to the students uh, you could then do a waggle of a a conclusion and then look at a similar essay but different you know like still with the same topic area so for example an essay on gender and educational achievement and then throw it back to the students that they're doing that Mm -hmm. and so we actually the students that don't like doing group work they're working individually there and then they can share their answers with some Mm -hmm. knowledge that's already there so again you're going from you know, maybe five minutes of teacher talk at the beginning, and then you're doing a waggle, potentially the whole class. You then throw it back to the students to do it individually. That's five minutes for them. Then five minutes sharing. Then they might go back to their work and think to themselves, oh, okay, this is something I want to add so they can sort of improve it, self-assess it. Um, And then you can pick on a few students to... To share their answers so actually you've gone from only a little bit at the beginning but you structured it all the way through so it doesn't have it could just be a skills-based element like a, like a a, con- mm. uh, a conclusion if you wanted to have a whole lesson like that again it's, it's making sure the structure is well planned and structured in, in place and i think that's probably the key where the work comes in um so your energy levels don't go into creating a powerpoint that's full of knowledge it goes into the structure and the way you're going to put the ownership back on the students. So I'm just setting up a lesson at the moment around um, inequality. So I'm doing stratification. So what I've said to the students is I've given them um, a piece of of research uh, each. So they're looking at class, gender, ethnicity, disability. And they've got to come out with some facts. So they need to know, like, health inequalities and they need to know work inequalities and, and income. So they've got that information. So come into the lesson with that already, mm. but they're working in small groups. So the ownership yeah. isn't on one student. And because of the beauty of the, the internet nowadays, um, they can work on Google, Google, whatever it's called, and they can work yeah. together at the same time in different places. Yeah. They then come into that lesson with that knowledge and then they put the emphasis on developing, mm. you know, what is the reasons for that? What is the why? Why are there significant qualities? What solutions have been put into place? And then then once they've done that, each, pers- each group will have some from each, you know, one from uh, gender, one from class, one from ethnicity. And then they teach each other as a small group. So they walk away from, maybe mm-hmm. it will be two lessons, but they would to cover it. So you're almost getting the students to teach the lessons yes. for you. Now there is an issue there, which I know you're probably thinking of. How do you know t- they're teaching the correct thing? That's uh-huh. that's the that's probably one of the teachers' biggest fears. Yeah. So obviously, if you set the homework up, you can then assess that before they start sharing that. So you might uh-huh. have to have a like the homework set before they actually do that lesson, so it's you uh-huh. can review that, so they're not sharing stuff that's incorrect. That's uh-huh. uh, yeah, basically, and also making sure that you spend the time yourself checking the sources they're going to be searching from. Yeah. So obviously things that are credible, like using credible websites and so on and so, on, so forth. And stuff that's accessible to the students as well, something that's not pitched too high, because obviously if it's, you know, a journal from from another university, it might be pitched too high for the students and they can't engage with it in the same way. Um, and maybe giving them some choices, having something that's a bit sort of like, I don't think about, you know, maybe looking at class, you might have something successful like to 2 but you might have also... Uh, like a Guardian article, but then you might also have something from Sutton Trust, which is going to be a bit more wordy. Yeah, yeah. And then say students, if they don't find that too difficult, they can just look at the main points. So I think a lot goes into the background of those yeah, lessons. Yeah. Um, and then when the students are on those activities, going the risk of them going off task is ensuring they're all on task. So what are you doing as a teacher? That's where you check for understanding knowledge. So you're just walking around the classroom checking the students and what they're doing. So obviously mm. I appreciate if you've got small classes it to be a lot easier mm. and if your classes are like 25 students maybe 30, yeah. it's going to be harder to do mm. that but ultimately that's what your your role isn't going to be the, the teacher at the front, it's checking for understanding and making sure that they're sharing yeah. the right information basically at that point. Yeah. So there's lots of different strategies and I think it's, yeah, yeah. it's a building up to it rather than a case of right I'm going to have a full hour of yeah. that but it's a lot of structure gets put into place yeah
1: slowly yeah that's interesting because like a lot yeah. You know, the first one you were talking about was very exam focused you know mm. so it's like yeah and then but then you know we did have one that was more knowledge focused but through the through the through the students yeah it sounds great um i was just thinking about you said about the size of groups because i think that might be another issue that probably happens is if you're a teacher that's taught quite small groups maybe you teach one of the more niche levels and then you've been given sociology on your timetable where you suddenly gone from having groups of seven or eight to groups of 25 26 it might well have been that you had quite um student-led or at least not too much teacher talk lessons kind of organically in a smaller group because you could have group discussions all the time you know you'd introduce a topic and then get everyone speaking without that kind of structure that as much of the structure as you were saying that you you need that it, it happened more organically and i think that can be you know you can get into a chalk and talk mode when you suddenly got a bigger group because you think well i can't do the discussions that i'd like to do because there's too many of them if they all start if they're all talking then <laughs> you know um and so you know it's 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 like it's like manufacturing those discussion opportunities within within a bigger group i think it's quite it's quite challenging and it is and it is difficult and as you say it needs a lot of structure and, and planning um you know and obviously teachers have got a lot to do uh, not just not just planned sociology lessons normally they've got got lots of other yeah. things to do as so, well but yeah. yeah i think
0: it's having a few up your sleeves so like it's also again it, you don't want to do it for the entertainment first but issue unless no. there is a little motivational yeah. and there is a,
1: a, and, I, and i think there is there is a, there's value in that as well because it is stuff that people remember you know mm. you will re- and, and and you know we mentioned that some students are different there'll be some students who like groan and hate it as soon as they have to get up and start sticking things on washing lines and stuff and things but some some students like that and and if there's a risk that you know you were saying sometimes things can get a bit boring or whatever <laughs> you, know, you know changing it up with that i, I think there is value in the in having a fun lesson, you know, as long as there's educational value in it as well. It is you know, I don't think, you know, people should feel guilty that they've gone with the ten minutes of the lads rather than five if they if they yeah. felt that it was a you know it was um it was benefiting the students in, in various ways. Um but yes, I think that's that that is a that is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um size, size of group and structure. And man, time management, because you know you said oh well you don't put your effort into the knowledge but you still kind of have to because you need to steer the students into the direction of the knowledge. So you've got to sort of find the sources. You've probably given booklets or, or, or um, whatever. Hopefully you've got some good resources, you know, uh, textbooks and um, study books and things that you can, that you can share with them. So you're not having to produce it all every lesson, but um, yeah, it's, there's a lot to do, isn't there? You know, so um,
0: I think it's a lot of it goes on behind the scenes I think the, mm. the, that's where the energy potentially, if you would have a whole lesson of student mm. um, you know, input then obviously it's the structures that go on pre that, yeah. actually right from year 12 where you're getting them yeah. to you're you're honing those expectations right from yeah, the beginning yeah. it's not to say that in year 13 you can't start doing that, but obviously no. new students you, you sort of set your stall out don't you, of what you're expecting yeah. so it's it's ensuring those systems yeah. are in there
1: yeah. especially with the kind of flip. Like, flipped stuff you know i think mm. introducing that later in the year can be i think can be difficult because students have got into a, a rhythm of what they expect in terms of homework yeah. and, and things um sorry we'll finish with this but there was one other <laughs> one other thing just came to mind has it gone Might have gone no i was just because i was thinking about you know teachers have got other things to do in their lives other than planned sociology lessons but one thing um is that some of these structures can be used repeatedly can't they so you know you don't need to come up with a new structure every time you're planning a, a bit of an, an essay so you know, the other one you were saying well, maybe we're focusing on a conclusion or whatever the actual structure of the essay would be the same if the, the lesson would be the same if you're focusing on a paragraph or if you're focusing on a on a 10 marker or focusing on it on an introduction you can do the same let's model it let's do a waggle or whatever there you <laughs> go i've taken on the. Uh, <laughs> I've taken on the lingo already with the waggle
0: oh definitely I mean that's what I said I think it's, it's having a case of a few of those up your sleeve I think it, that's uh, the thing starts small but having a few so that you yeah. like for me my personal favourites are I do love a human biograph like I just I think that they're quite quick and easy to do like as in if you're going to, want to introduce a debate and a theory or a topic um you know like i'm thinking about my next lesson might be in a few weeks time social mobility does exist does it not exist hmm. but obviously when they're doing that getting to first think from their perspective then theoretically uh yeah. and you know who would agree could disagree so straight away you've got no prep there yeah. in the sense of popping your questions in your head yeah. but not the physicality of a powerpoint you know yeah. so you've really well, human bar graph on there so i
1: tell you a fun a fun edutainment one for uh, for social mobility is to get them to line up on one side and then have a series of questions. And if you can confidently answer yes, you take two steps forward. If you're unsure, you take mm. one step forward. And if you if it would be no, you take, you stay. You give them different characters, you know, like... I was about to say, how do you yeah. evolve?
0: Yes. Yeah. Good. So, so, like, so you, That's the only thing I don't like about that is if they did uh, it. I've seen it done on TV before and I'm sorry yeah. if this, if people have done it, but... I don't yeah.
1: know, Rather than it being about themselves, yes, yeah, you yeah, give them you'd, yeah. you'd give them a character before you start it, and then, yeah. you know, it's fairly obvious which ones are going to get to the other side of the yeah. room fastest. But at least it sort of shows it, um, shows it uh, physically, doesn't it? And, guys, yeah, it's a good, it good subject starter and that kind. Of thing. Yeah, yeah discussion definitely. Starter. And I think it, mm.
0: and I think as sociologists, we should be able to have you know those sort of questions within our heads and just it, a post-it note. It, again, it doesn't have to yeah. look good. This is the other thing I think it's worth yeah. <laughs> maybe mentioning. Like I think this is something I I learned from actually becoming a parent, um, so pre-being a parent and post-being a parent, I spend a lot of do time on creating... You,
1: I was going to say, do you, not, do, you, do you not use your laminator as much anymore?
0: No, I don't. <laughs> and I don't worry about borders and stuff like that in the same way no. and fonts being exactly the same throughout. No. And I know it might trigger some people. So some some of my yeah, resources uh, halfway through go from Arial to Calibri. I mean, you know, I know. <laughs> I, know. I don't generally mix... Um, Times new Roman with anything else, but the point <laughs> is, it's it's thinking. Well, actually, if we can just do it on a post-it you note know, really quickly, yeah. And write well, the characters tend- are quite good
1: guess you know it's like the uh, the Rizzler yeah. game, isn't it? You can yeah, <laughs> you can write the characters, stick them on their heads. But then no, I suppose they're meant to see it, aren't they? But you know, you can you can do something like that, can't you? Yeah, yeah. and I
0: don't. I think that's what you think yeah. is is where's the question. I always ask myself when I'm, I'm prepping. Listen, where's the value added? You know, yeah. where's the value added? And that's what I think. Where's and if the emphasis is. Spend a lot of time creating a nice laminated, I don't know, mm. card. Or, or yeah, is it quicker just to give a post-it note? I think that's sometimes, yeah. you know, the thing. And highlighters are your best friends. Yeah. So
1: yep. it's really yep. good as well for that. I just thought of a twist on it with a post-it note one. You could get other people to say whether they think you can, rather than you, oh, I can confidently mm. walk forward to. It's like everyone else yeah. can say whether you whether you can. And then you can try and work out. You've got to
0: guess. Guess yeah. what
1: you're what your. Character was. I think your character was. Anyway, it mean, might be fun. Might be. But
0: that's the thing. I think having a few up <laughs> sleeve that you're happy to do with a few teach students to begin with your food classes, mm. build it up from there. Um, and there's going to be loads. And I'd love like people who are if you listen to this podcast, mm. just to write down your ideas because I mean, my, my I've got like four or five that I just are my sort of go tos yeah. um, to ensure that students are, you know. Yeah. They're the ones that do most of the learning, yes. they're picking the biggest involvement, and then you can build out from that. Mm. Um, and it's having a good stock of questions, you know, yeah. um, and making sure that you're asking sort of those really open, mm. like devil's advocate questions as well. Yeah, you know? what evidence have you got that? I mean, mm. Socratic questioning straight away, yeah. getting in there with well, what evidence, what does that tell you, what does it not tell mm. you, etc., etc., is really yeah. getting them to unpick those a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and, I, critical I, thinking.
1: Yeah. And you probably only need five or six structures, don't mm. you? You don't, you don't want to be doing the same exact same structure lesson no. every time because that gets boring. But at the same time, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. You know, if you're doing something that's modelling some and practising some exam skills, you know, you don't have to do it differently every time, you know, because it will be different because the skills you'll be doing are different and the question mm. will be different. And, um, you know, the kind of, you know, if you've got a system for students doing some prep and then teaching each other, you know, don't need to come up with a new way of doing that every time. No. Yeah. So,
0: and also it, just thinking as well, like once you've done it a lot, the students can almost that they will. So, for example, you you could get students to create the starters for your lessons. So again, because yeah, yeah. you've, if you've consistently done that, say from year twelve to halfway through year twelve, you can get that to that point. Where the students know what starters, the sort of stock of starters that you do, mm. and then they'll take that on board, and then you can have them yeah, doing yeah. the starters. um You can even have them doing some of the revision lessons in the revision time.
1: Um yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know so and then, weirdly they'll structure it like you teach like it's because ultimately <laughs> that's all they know from the lesson so yeah mm. there's lots and lots of things that, that you can do
1: there is there is okay well thanks very much katie that was fascinating and thank I hope, you yeah I was quite very interesting indeed okay i'll see you <laughs> see you soon okay
0: see you soon take care bye, bye
1: katie. the sociology staff room is brought to you by tutor to you sociology Find us at tutortou.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at Tutor2USOC or Instagram at Tutor2USOC. You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.